0: This week, we're joined by Tyler from Gimme Radio. Gimme Radio, you might know their channels, Gimme Metal, Gimme Country, and they're more than just a streaming radio station. They've put together this whole online environment that's all about engagement, social interaction, and commerce. You know, they've they they they've taken the old stream and they've added life to it. They've allowed fans who are listening to engage with each other, artists to engage with the fans. you got to listen to this discussion with Tyler
1: from Gimme Radio. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes, where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need to succeed in this Build new- a stunning band website in minutes with Zugel. Go to Banzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription.
0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. You got Michael here. I'm flying solo today. Jay had something come up at the last minute. Um, Before we get into a very cool discussion about radio, not old school radio though, um, I want to just make a quick mention Thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town for all you do to support us. And of course, thank you to our sponsors, uh, Bandzoogle.com. We want to make a quick mention to congratulate Bandzoogle members for surpassing $100 million in commission-free sales of music, merch, and tickets through their website. That's pretty impressive when you think of it. A hundred million dollars in sales by Banzoogle artists and it was all commission free. Banzoogle makes it really easy to build a stunning website and online store for your music in minutes. All the features you need are already built in including dozens of fully customizable templates, tools to sell music, merch and tickets commission free. Mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, integrations with Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube, Bands in Town, and more. So you can easily add your content from all your other online profiles. And of course, bandzoogle has got amazing live tech support seven days a week from their musician-friendly team. Plans at Banzoogle start at just $8.29 a month, and that includes hosting and your own free custom domain name. Music Biz Weekly podcast listeners, head over to bandzoogle.com, sign up, try it for free for 30 days. But when you register, use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, that's all one word, and you'll save 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's bandzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY. And of course, thank you to discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still such an important role for physical media for today's musicians. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CDs, vinyl, even t shirts online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl. USB drives, and even t-shirts. So we got a great offer here. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for a hundred or more CDs. And when you check out, use the promo code freebiz and you're gonna save up to $150 in shipping costs. This week, we're joined by Tyler from Gimme Radio. Gimme Radio, you might know their channels, Gimme Metal, Gimme Country, and they're more than just a streaming radio station. They've put together this whole online environment that's all about engagement, social interaction, and commerce. You know, they've, they, they, they've, they've taken the old stream and they've added life to it. They've allowed fans who are listening to engage with each other, artists to engage with the fans. you got to listen to this discussion with Tyler from Gimme Radio. We'll see you at the end.
1: Podcast.com. Subscribe on YouTube, follow and rate us on Spotify, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support.
0: We are really honored. I should say I'm really honored. Jay's out today. Um, I'm really honored to have Tyler Lenane joining us from Gimme Radio. Um, Tyler, why don't you give us, you know, as, as we love to say in the Bay Area, what's your elevator pitch? What's Gimme Radio all about?
2: Uh, hi, Michael. Um, yeah, look, Gimme Radio is about um, building a new type of music experience online. You know, I have a long history of working in digital streaming music from earliest days in about 2006, uh, started at Rhapsody, then went to Mog, then Beats Music, then Apple Music. And, you know, I saw that there was this missing opportunity to reach the true music fans, the, the people that, you know, lived and breathed music. Uh, went to you know live music all the time. Bought merch, collected vinyl, um, and and wanted to you know interact with other fans that had that same sort of mindset. You know, we saw a lot of that that type of community music um, get pushed aside when people started moving over to digital. You know, the experience of being in a record store, the experience of waiting you know, sleeping out to buy tickets in the old days, or, you know, all those things are kind of gone, right? Um, And so, you know, I started seeing in in the, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, people try to create social experiences, they all kind of failed miserably. Um, You know, people tried to put music on Facebook, but then realized nobody cares what your friend from fourth grade listens to. Um, And so there was this this opportunity to really build an experience for the true music fans and that's where gimme came out of um and the way that we went about doing that um well our thesis was the way to build for those fans um is to build communities right of, of of like-minded um music listeners and also the artists that they love and to give them all the things that you know, music fans want in one home, right? So whether that's being able to interact with other people that like that same kind of music, to have direct access to artists, to buy the fan collectibles and music merch all in, in, in one experience, ticketing. Um, you know, it was combining that and then we wanted to combine true music discovery, which I always believe is great radio, not the radio that we, you know, maybe not so much love today, but like when radio was great, and and you know, um, that's how you discovered music, and you discovered it from trusted sources, which were you know trusted disc jockeys, or you know, um, we wanted to combine that element as well. And so what Gimme is, and I realize that as I'm talking this, you asked for an elevator pitch, and I give you the exact. No, nah,
0: don't don't worry, don't worry.
2: So the elevator pitches we build highly engaged communities for music fans, right? Um, and the way that we do that is building these communities where artists participate, fans participate. If you go on Gimme Metal or Gimme Country, if you go on the Gimme Metal app today, you will see there are thousands of people all over the world talking real time about the music that in most cases an artist has hand selected and is providing the stories in between those selections. Uh, that explain why this music's important, why it's influential, and you know, and people are going there to to interact with one another, interact with artists, and really discover music that they wouldn't get anywhere else, and then be able to express their fandom by purchasing exclusive vinyl records or merchandise or, you know, or even tip artists and support them in a in a meaningful way. And so it's really a 360 experience for music fans that exists um really the only one that exists online that's actually also transacting with fans.
0: You know, as as a kid growing up, I, and actually I should say even still to this day, I've always loved radio. As you said, radio today isn't quite like what it used to be in the, you know, decades ago. Um But one of the things that radio has, in my opinion, basically just shot themselves in the foot with is they've gotten rid of personality. And, and I've always said, and I've spoken at radio conventions and stuff like that, that, radio can't compete at the level of music anymore. Meaning, you know, I can go on Spotify or you name the streaming service, and they are going to literally have every single song I would want to hear. And a playlist can be put together in a matter of minutes. So radio stations can't compete with that. And they've, they've basically given up on it completely. But at the same time, What radio was great about was the personality of the DJs and and getting to know that person and their love for the music they're playing, which they've also removed. It sounds like to me, Gimme Radio wants to bring that personality back to music. So it's not just a song, because again, any person can go on any streaming service and find whatever song they want to hear and just listen to music. But personality is something that's really important. As you talked about, you've got these artists who are programming it. So the music is their personality. They're adding their stories to it. Are you finding that that is really something the the listeners are loving?
2: Yeah. I mean, we have an internal thing. We say that people come for the content, they stay for the community. Um, And, you know, content's an awful way to describe music, but it's unfortunately the way that People do. Um, but you know, it's it's that personality you're talking about that is missing from the on-demand streaming services. And frankly, it's what sets apart even radio from one one radio to the next, right? I mean, I was talking to someone the other day and they said, very similar to what you're saying, but in a different way, which is if you go to, I don't know, Los Angeles, there's the number one rock station in Los Angeles, and then there's the number two, and their market shares are vastly different. Now, some of that may be one has a bigger ad budget or this or that, but they're playing the same music, right? They're all playing the same playlist of 40 tracks of whatever yep. is your rock radio today, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers into this, into that. The reason why one is is better is because they have better programming and what programming is is really comes down to is what you're saying is personality right so I think people want to come to give me to hear you know Dave catching from Queens of the Stone Age talk about what it was like when he first heard Judas Priest when he was 18 years old right like they want to hear the story of Dave Mustaine talking about what it was like on the first Megadeth tour they want to hear that storytelling and then you know they come for that and then they realize there's all these other people that also have that Desire and need to like be part of this experience and they stay because there is this community of other people that doesn't exist anywhere else. Um, you know, in the earliest days, there were times when we were just getting started when the stream would go down, you know, for an hour or two hours, we we're trying to frantically figure out what's wrong and people wouldn't leave, you know, they just keep and talking. Stay keep talking and say hey, i'm putting on this you know whatever metallica record on spotify right now and oh i'll put it on too right they they were there not because necessarily just the music but it's that personality you're talking about and it's this community you know um another thing you hear people say is like when you listen to radio you're never alone right and and i think that's really true right there's this shared experience that you don't get when you have you know white earbuds in your ears by yourself listening to a Spotify playlist that's been put together you know in some very antiseptic type way, I guess I'll put it in.
0: Yeah. You know, it It seems to me that, that over the, the last decade or so, especially with, with the prevalence of streaming, music has really been, for the most part, relegated to a background activity for many, many, many people. It's what you just put on while you're doing something else, and you're not actively involved in the music, the experience of listening to music. And... And over the years, companies have tried to create um, an experience to get you involved. You know, I remember all the hype years ago about turntable.fm. You know, that was going to be the great thing. People were going to get involved. But I think what people learned was uh, it's a background experience for so many people. And and what you're trying to do is create an experience that seems to me that wants to pull the people into the music it's not you know you correct me if i'm wrong but gimme radio doesn't necessarily want to be the background that you turn on while you're vacuuming the house today you want gimme radio to be something that you step into and become involved in and engaging in the music listening experience i mean i think um the
2: answer to that is is yes but let's face it right there is kind of that 80 20 rule like it's 20% of the people want to be super engaged 80% something in the background is good enough right um maybe it's 30 70 right but like there is this this you know you know there was this there was this world that used to exist, which we started this conversation of. There were fans that stepped out for tickets, that bought every piece of merch that came out, that followed bands on tour. And then there was a the person who put on whatever radio station was the you know, the class or the, the, the local station um, and had it in their car. And that was that was good enough. And what these places that I spent my whole career working at, like, you know, the Apple Music of the World and the Rhapsodies. And what they did is they really focused on the person where that background music was good enough right? They made mm-hmm. this experience very lean back, very much not social, um, and they ignored the people um, that wanted more, right? Because you can't really do much more than type in a record on your search box or a track and pull up right. and hit play, right? And so they ignored this whole human behavior of, of, of you know people who we're wanted we're more than just a search box and 50 million tracks, and you know that's bad from a music standpoint. It's bad because what you're really getting at is like all these services of cabanetized music, right? Like Alexa, play me something relaxing. Like that's what people use Alexa for. Is to listen to classical music that they don't even know what it is, right? Yep. Spotify, put on my cool jazz dinner mix. Does anyone know it's a Miles Davis track from 1967, right? Like they don't know any of it. They know that it's a playlist that's kind of like mood related or activity related, or it's an Alexa type experience. And so, you know, that's bad for music fans. It's bad for the music industry. Um, you know, it's bad for the business right, overall because those people are not learning. They're not, they, they, they've, they've been, music has been commoditized for them and they're not leaning in and they're not participating. Um, I'm Gimme, 30% of our listeners do more than listen, right? They are chatting in the chat, they're sharing, they're buying something. There's this engaged activity that's going on that you just, you know, that that's higher engagement than you'll see in most any other platform.
0: Your first station, correct me if I'm wrong, was Gimme Metal. Um, was that out of your own personal love for metal, or did you recognize the metal fan base as? a fan base that really wants to get engaged more than other genres
2: um it's it's a bit of both right um one you know i came up my brother was was the i would say the the more card carrying metalhead in the house i was more the punk rock hardcore kid but there was a lot of crossover when i was sure. that age. So i was very much familiar with the metal scene and loved a lot of those bands and a lot of the bands i love you know sometimes they would play they'd go to a hardcore show and and you know i'd see uh you know anyone from from you know exodus on the bill or or white zombie or whatever playing with agnostic front and the chromags or whatever. So there was a lot of lot of crossover. And then I worked for years in sort of the height of death metal at Roadrunner Records. Um, and so I was there for like the releases of these big Deicide records and Death record and you know things like that. So I, re- I really sort of always had my foot there. Um, and then I saw that it was just this really vibrant community, it was putting out really interesting music, real fan loyalty, passionate, and nobody was paying attention to them at all. Um, and so I felt like you know starting in metal was the right place to do. It's something that that community needed. I had a lot of experience in that world, you know, had a lot of love for the music and could build something really special, um, you know, and so, so that's kind of where it, it, you know, came out of both this opportunity that I saw wasn't being met, plus I had this background in the, in the, in the space.
0: And then what, what pushed you to start the second channel of Gimme Country? Did you feel like Country had a similar fan devotion? Um, so you know, we thought long and hard,
2: what would be the next step? And ultimately, I don't think it really matters. Um, I think that fan behavior is fan behavior. Um, there might just be, it's it's in slightly, it, it manifests itself in slightly different ways. And I'll, I'll give an example of that in a minute, but we launched Give Me Country because again, I never thought that was going to be the next one. And really, if you go and Gimme Country, it's more Americana and alt country, which is, again, this very underserved subsegment. Um, and so in the earliest days, of which we still are now, you know, we want to serve these underserved segments because, you know, BTS doesn't need our help. You know, uh, Cardi B doesn't need our help. We want to support artists that need exposure, that need support. Right right, Um, and aren't getting it. So that was kind of, you know, we were like, okay, let's do country and show the world that fan behaviors aren't just peculiar to metal, that they exist on the other end of the spectrum. And that's true, right? And now what I said before is, are there they, they want to support artists, but they do do it in slightly different ways. The metal guys will buy five different vinyl variants of the metal record because they have that collector mentality. The Americana fans are more apt sometimes to tip an artist directly. Um, so there's different types of spending habits or behaviors, but they still want to support the genre that they love and the artists that they love.
0: Now, one of the interesting um, features of of I'm going to just use Gimme Metal as as the talking point here cuz that's where I first got introduced to you guys and and became aware of you but you've got a vinyl of the month club. Yep. That you know at first I was like what the hell is a vinyl of the month club doing with a radio station. You know at mm. first it wasn't like it was like is this just oh I need to do something to make some money cuz I'm not making money off a of radio but as I started following what you're doing it really made sense because it was the the community it was understanding as you just said metal fans want to go out and support their bands by buying that vinyl album buying a collective piece buying colored vinyl buying a picture disc um did you build your own vinyl of the month club from the ground up did you white label something how did that come about and how do you manage that? Um, so we built our own, um, and very much to what
2: you're getting at. The reason was, look, we all know the way most radio, unless you're college radio or, you know, uh, NPR, you know, or maybe some other, other areas, like most radio makes money from advertising. Right. Um, when we started, it was the last thing I was like, we are not going to be ad supported. There is no way that I want a music fan. That's you know, is, is wants this great experience to go listen to, you know, some, some, you know, Jeff Becerra from Possessed do a two hour show. And then in in between every third song, you hear an ad for tires or diapers or something like that's just horrible, horrible experience. And so our goal was always to try to build this community and then have other revenue streams, right? Merchandise, e-commerce, digital subscriptions, subscribe to artists, you know, um, uh, services subscribe you know tip art all these different ways and so when we started the metal um community we started thinking about how would we actually give back right give something that fans want and at the same time it could be a revenue stream and that's where the vinyl record of the month came in um you know i'm a huge vinyl collector always have been um it's it's a blessing and a curse like i love it but i've also been carrying around thousands of the records for
0: Yeah. Don't 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 you love it when you've got to move and you're like, Christ,
2: these things weigh a ton. (laughs) And then I I unpack and I'm like, I have three copies of this record. I bought it three different times. I don't even remember. Um, Yeah. So so vinyl made a lot of sense. You know, we have good relationships with the labels and artists and management. So we had the ability to do that. Some of our, um, you know, and, 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 and so we really wanted to make something special that was. For them, you know, um, at the time, you know, there are others out there. Vinyl Me Please is a, is a huge, you know, vinyl subscription service, but you know, you might get uh Nina Simone record one month and then a Wilco record the next month. And you know, I think right. I've seen maybe there's Black Sabbath, is the only sort of metal one that I can think of. I think they did a Metal Blade box set too at one point, but you know, it's like it's it's very it's it's more which is cool. It's not genre, it's genre agnostic, right? And and by design for the most part, other than I think they have a separate hip, hip hop one now and a country one, but um, we wanted to start one that was specific for metal fans. Um, and we wanted to make it really special. And so uh, that's why we did it, you know, and it's how do you manage it? It's really hard, right? Like it's a lot of logistics and a lot of- customer- I, I was
0: going to say, I mean, I've, I've, I've spent years involved in e-commerce and fulfillment and selling artist merch online. And you know it's it's not easy you you know just the commerce platform, just the warehousing the fulfillment the customer service I mean that's that in itself is a business all unto itself yeah and that is some of the tech
2: technical sort of secret sauce of Gimme is that we've built um a platform where we're able to plug into using API technology with certain wholesalers and vendors. And um so we have this whole network where we work with other suppliers in a way that I think is pretty unique um and allows us to do a lot of what you're talking about and have it be more automated and more um makes it possible. Right. Uh and but it's still not easy. And you know, look, you know, the US Postal Service hates vinyl records, right? Like that that someone should make yeah. that t-shirt because we get pictures every month of a vinyl record mailer a cardboard mailer that's literally folded in half pushed into a mailbox yeah yep right <laughs> it's like and you know that's real money to us right and it's it's hard so and then you know there's all kinds of shipping issues with international shipping now with Brexit and the EU laws and taxes it's it's a it's a lot it's a lot of work but you know it's really cool and when you see people you know, take unboxing videos of the cool vinyl variant that we created and posted online. And, you know, it, it means something and it's, it's, it's awesome.
0: Are you, I I think I understood early on when you talked about this, are you to the point now where something like your vinyl of the month club, you're able to custom brand it. So it's like, If Dave Mustaine wanted his own Vinyl of the Month club, you could provide the back end and it would just be branded Dave Mustaine's Vinyl of the Month club? Are you Um, moving in that direction?
2: I mean, we've talked about doing like DJ and artist-specific Record of the Month type clubs or things like that. Um, So yes, we can do it. But you can imagine the complexities of running that would be You know, I I don't know if we're ready to go quite that deep, Um, you know, just as as I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, I mean, the lead time, it's getting better, right? But as of a couple months ago, it was, you know, anywhere from 12 to 16 months from when you first got your parts to the plant and when your record was going to come to your warehouse, right? Like, so you're literally having to make business decisions out a year in advance Um, and so it makes it really hard to do some of the things you're talking about because there's such long lead times, but my hope is yes, it'll get shorter. I'd love to do more genre specific, you know, whether it's an Americana vinyl club or a death metal vinyl club or a, you know, an artist specific vinyl club, punk rock vinyl club. Like we could do a lot of those different things. We built the infrastructure. It's really just about the logistics side of the business. That's that's really complicated.
0: What, what are some of the what are some of the exciting and different things you're doing on the radio side? you know, we've talked about, you've got in chat rooms and engagement and vinyl a month club, but what, what separates gimme radio channels from, you know, the, the, the plethora of internet radio stations that are already out there.
2: Yeah, I think, I think it goes back to something you had touched upon earlier is personality, right? Almost all of our shows, except for a few ones that we editorially create sort of like the what's hot now kind of shows um, are all created either by or with artists, right? Um, so you're really getting, you know, if you go on Gimme This Week, I mean, Rob Halford was on the show yesterday, right? Um, we've got Obituary doing a guest show again this week. We've got Full of Hell was on this morning. Like we have all these different artists and their voices and their selections that are, you can't get that anywhere else, right? Um, and I think people try, right? And there are products in market that are trying to do things very similar. Um, but they don't really have the the stickiness because the community aspect isn't quite there. Um so I think what we really want to do is we want to continue to expand to all genres, right, over time, but really also be um you know a tastemaker in those places. Like it's not about just, you know, slapping on whatever the, you know, the newest uh, you know, metal tracks are the week that Spotify will host. It's about putting the newest metal, you know, or metalcore track next to a classic, right? And doing it in a way that feels real and is interesting and, you know, having the right stories in between. And then, you know, taking that, bringing it to other genres and then within genres, um, and, and by the way, that's what we spent almost this past 2022 doing is that we can launch new genres and communities very quickly. Um, where it took us over a year to launch metal, it took us seven months to launch country, we can launch a new genre now in a matter of you know, eight weeks. And, and it's not about the technology, it's about getting the content in and getting the right people to program it. Um, we can launch new stations within a genre within days, right? So we work with a company called Super Hi-Fi to create a new way to for us to stand up stations within genres very, very fast. And so if you go on Gimme Metal today, you'll see that we're experimenting, right? We've got two sort of metal, you know, flagship stations. We've got a metal core station, we're going to do a punk station. And I think as soon as next week, um, and we can start adding all these sort of subgenres and other flavors of the genre um and and you know, expanding and and reach more, reach more less listeners, right? Um, two years ago, if you were a fan of like things like August Burns Red or I Prevail or even like Slipknot and things like that, there wasn't a real place for you next to the more classic metal and death metal and sort of black metal stuff that Gimme Metal was playing most of the time. Now we have a metalcore station, right? We can stand up a hardcore station. And so we can we can get more flavors of sort of the extreme music world into the experience.
0: Are the Are the stations programmed by a real person? Is there a real person that's sitting there saying, I want to add this, let's drop this one out, reviewing submitted material. So there, you know, what what I want to get to is you're not the, you know, the 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 radio station that's all auto-programmed by some blind, you know, we don't know who this person is in some corporate tower who's sending out all of the most popular music in their opinion. You've got a real person on the ground in your, business reviewing everything
2: yeah that, that's 100 percent true um i would i would even take it a step further it's not only you know are there humans making the decision but it's also even in some places where humans still quote make decisions it's like they get to the pick out of a list of 40 you know what yeah, i mean and, right and ours is completely like there was some stat like on our americana station it was something crazy like in a month we had um you know Whatever I can't remember the exact thing. It was like four thousand tracks, but by a thousand different artists, like a thousand artists, right? Like that would never exist on any sort of form of radio today. Now that's awesome, right? Because you have artists making those decisions. But then I mentioned we do have a couple of sort of what I'll call programmatic stations, but they're not programmatic in that they're automated. They're still vetted through, you know, our. our our music programming um, team, you know, um, and they're making those decisions. And the reason why we have those is so that we can highlight things that are happening that are important in the genre or that are topical or deserve certain, certain merit, right. Or, or, or now attention, I guess I should say. So it's kind of, um, you know, we don't have many of those programmatic stations, but they're there to balance all the other stations that are hosted by, by artists mostly.
0: As a radio station, are you, are you similar to you know what we've grown up with traditional, where it's like, oh, we want to we want to push these songs up into the, the high rotation, the middle rotation, the low rotation, or or uh, is that a metric you're not so concerned with because you're more concerned with engagement and and community as opposed to, yeah, you know, like you said, let's narrow it down to the 40 most popular songs right now. That's what people care about. You want a wider breadth of music, but a different metric?
2: Yeah, I think that that's right. I mean, we have to be somewhat less so in metal, more in country, right? There's like Americana radio teams that are trying to get certain songs out there and they want us to work with them. And, and so we want to do that. But there are often times when we'll say that's the wrong track of the record. We should be playing this one. Right. When we're thinking about these programmatic um, shows that we do create. But to your point, we're taking a blend of like what we think is really exciting that's going on in metal or in Americana and blending that with stuff that's classic, stuff that's pretty experimental, you know, and, and we we do have these, you know, quote formulas of how we're programming to keep it exciting and to keep it interesting. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but
0: no, it, yeah, it does. It gives me an idea. I mean, again, I was just, I wanted to make sure I understood you guys are not just driven by the most popular songs right now. And let's give them all the airplay we can get. That's not the metric, you know, that's the old school, traditional terrestrial radio.
2: I think, I think we pride ourselves on the opposite, right? We have gotten, we, there have been artists that have been signed to record deals because they were discovered on gimme, right? There are artists that will tell you we were influential in their career, getting them on better tour slots or on festivals. Like that's real, right? Right. Um, I can't prove it, but, you know, there are often times when we start playing, especially in Americana's world, a track that I hear show up a month or two later on Sirius XM, right? Um, right. There are you know, we are sort of going out and trying to set what is exciting in metal. And that's why we publish our metal chart and our American chart every week. um, And, you know, let people know what we think is interesting and exciting. Right. And some of that's inbound from the DJs that we have that are are playing. We're like, oh, that's cool. They're 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 into that. And people are checking this out. And then it's, you know, our team and the metal side is mostly a guy named Brian Turner. Brian Turner has a career coming from a freeform FM radio station in the New York area called WFMU. Um, He is a guy that can know, you know, what's happening in all different genres. And that's exciting and figure out who are the right people to get to work with us to, you know, really be um, be that takes maker in in those in those areas.
0: What what are the future plans for Gimme Radio besides. And, and, and maybe you can't reveal this. Besides just launching a new genre, what are you working towards to, again, take this r- concept of radio to a whole different level and experience that, it, you know, you're not going to get if you listen to Apple One radio or, you know, you hit the radio button on Spotify. And it's like, well, it's not a radio. That's just, it's just a playlist. Yeah. What's next? I mean- I think,
2: I think what you're getting at is that, you know, the, the, the special, the specialness of Gimme, you know, um, it's something we're very much aware of why these metal fans and Americana fans come every single day to listen. And, you know, we've got to be very careful as we scale that we maintain that sort of authenticity and that, and, and that's going to be challenging, right? Like you can't, you, you, have got to, people, people will be able to sort of suss it out very quickly if it's not authentic. Right. Right. So we've got to, we've got to keep that. I think for Gimme, yes, it's expansion to those other genres and keeping that, that authentic field so that we can build communities. Um, and for me, what I'd like to see and what we talk a lot about is how can we support artists better? Right, and so when you go out, when we learned a lot during the pandemic and we quickly rolled out a, a tip jar feature for artists and people made significant amounts of money. Like there are artists who made over uh, $40,000 in uh, wow. you know, during that time period, getting five and $10 tips directly from, from artists. Um, you know, times are a little different, right? People then were supporting because they couldn't play live. and and But what we learned is if there's a, a reason for fans to support the artists they love, they will support them. Um, what you see in the industry right now, whether it's Spotify or this guy or that guy, like there's a lot of talk about things like creator economy, right? And like, and giving artists more ways to make money. And what that usually means are more tools, more dashboards, artists having to make more Spotify playlists, you know, do more on social media, get a TikTok account and make stupid short form video, like all these things. And and what we have learned is that like, A, artists are fatigued, by that stuff, right? And they're, yep. they're and you know, especially when you're talking to like metal bands and and you know, even like alternative country, even country artists, like, you know, they didn't become they don't want to play guitar so they can make TikTok videos, right? They they, they want to play right. music. And so what I think needs to happen is is somebody in and, and this is what we're working towards, creates a world where when you're a bass player in metal band or you know, X or whatever, um There's a community that's supporting you even while you sleep, right? Like, you should, there should be a world where you wake up, that artist wakes up every morning and opens up their Gimme account and says, Oh, you know, my band sold six t shirts, we sold 40 tickets to the show, uh, $180 in tips, and sold 45 vinyl records, right? Like, cool. And I can pop in there when I want, I can engage, I can create shows with Gimme When I Want, but there's this ongoing machine that is helping supporting artists in meaningful ways, not just fractions of a penny, and not just, you know, asking them to do all this other stuff of what, they're not really, that's not what their their job is really, you know? And I think we can do that. We've shown we can do that. Um, We just gotta build more, um, we've gotta build our platform to support that better.
0: So, the question I know all of the musicians listening are are asking right now are like, how do I get my music into gimme? And how do I get more involved in gimme beyond just, would you play my track? Meaning, would I have the possibility of doing a show? Could I, could I get my merchandise in and sold online? Can I, can I, you know, I don't have a record deal, but I do have, some vinyl here can we provide vinyl how do artists get involved
2: yeah i mean they can reach out to music at me radio.com anytime right and and you know we get so much inbound um Attention from artists and artist management and labels, right? Like, you know, I say, like in the metal side, other than Metallica, you know, Ozzy, and maybe a handful of others, like just about every metal act in the in the world has at some time participated as either hosting a show or being interviewed on a show on Gimme, right? Like, full stop, right? From from the most underground Finnish black metal band to Dave and State of Megadeth, they have all had a voice on Gimme. Um, we work with labels and artists all day long to, to, to support them having those experiences. So they certainly can reach out to us on that and they do. Um, and then I think where we need to be better and, we, and this is what we're gonna build are more ways for them to be able to, to transact directly with their fans, right? Like today people can tip them, you know. they should be able to subscribe to those artists. They should be able to, there should be more ways for us to be able to work directly with artists for merchandising opportunities. And those are the things that we're working on when I say you know, building a platform where artists can earn more while they sleep.
0: Do you have a, a mechanism for an artist who has a presence, might be getting some airplay, to actually get the fan information of who's listening to them? Meaning, can I, can I have my listeners join uh, you know, an email list? Can they provide me with contact information so I can message them, even if it's just within the gimme world? Yeah, that so you that's, know, and 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 what I'm thinking of is is kind of what Bands in Town does when when you know you follow an artist on Bands in Town for tour dates, the artist can message all of those trackers. Yeah, um, so
2: you're hitting a I wouldn't say sorener, but you know, a, a, an active one in the sense of. Um, we work with artists and give them a lot of that data manually today. It's not automated. We haven't built the, you know, the tool, that's that the dashboard, that they, they yeah. have, but they've been around for, for a lot longer. Um, but that's, that's the idea. Right. Um, but what we have done is also run specific campaigns with artists like contests and things. And, you know, you have to be very clear um, for, you know, privacy reasons that the email will also be shared with the artist. And we do that right. and we right. create experiences where, Hey, uh, metal artist or or you know country artist, we did a guitar sign giveaway, and you have twenty five thousand new email addresses, right? because we've been very clear that we're that's how we're doing it. But the automated process, like that's kind of what comes next.
0: okay, all right. Um, you know this this all I mean, gimme metals excited me since the day I first found it, and I love that you're I love your whole attitude of where you want to take this and how you want to support this, support the artists through this. And, and at the end of the day, you're just not another streaming service. You know, we, we, we've gotten to the point now where, and Jay and I have said this many times on the show, streaming services for the most part are all identical. they have got the same catalog of music. So it's not the music that makes anything different or better. It's the, it's the experience, it's the tools, it's what you put around that music that's going to make your platform stand out from a competitor's platform. And Kimmy's really gone all into the social aspect is what it yeah. seems to be to me. And that's missing on all the other streaming platforms.
2: Yep. Yep. No, I mean 100% and I appreciate that, you know, you calling that out. I mean it's it's very much like I said at the beginning, that's that's our, you know, that's the elevator pitch, right? It's high engaged communities of music fans. Um and the communities a big part of that and this that's that social aspect that you're talking about. Um you know, we talk to those guys all the time, whether it's the, you know, all the the big streaming services, they come around, they like to see what we're doing and it's like they're just not they haven't been able to really figure out how to do this in meaningful ways for for their users right that's not their core business they are utilities right they are they are uh you know you pay your 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 netflix bill you pay your spotify bill and you've got access to you know all this all the music in the world but that's not what everybody wants or what everybody needs right and there's this very core element in this 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 itch that's not being scratched by just a utility by just the pipe delivering music um and that's where we we hope that we can continue to grow in that in that lane and, and really be this not just for metal f- fans but you know punk fans and world music fans and jazz fans like that's my dream is to like create a really awesome experience for these users right like what is the equivalent for the punk rock fan of maximum rock and roll online I don't know if there is, right? What is the Mojo magazine for the classic rock fan, right? Like those that, and, and that doesn't even have that sort of community element, but it's still something you waited for because you were, you were, you wanted to be interacting with the genre, right. and, and that's that is one hundred percent missing from other digital experiences.
0: Yeah, it's it seems it seems like a lot of the other digital services are just about consumption, just consume as much music as you can. Over and over and over again. Because, um, you know, if, if you're, quote, an old timer in the streaming world, r- remember, Spotify, when it first launched, had a social aspect to it where you could message other users. You could see what other users were, were listening to. And that's right, all right. been stripped out. I mean, there's just nothing there. And, and maybe this dates myself, but music is a social experience in my opinion it 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 always has been it's it's something you get together with friends and you talk about a new album a new tour a new track um you know hey you got to listen to this band i just found out i mean i'm a firm believer in the the person who is going to influence your music tastes are more likely your friends who have grown up listening to the same style of music as you I will trust their opinion much more than I will trust an faceless editorial playlist that I have no idea who's behind it.
2: Right. And, and look, you, you've, everything you've said is 100% true. Um, and I agree with it. Um, When you started about that last piece part saying that it's about consumption, 100%, I mean, that's the business model of Spotify and Apple Music, right? And not only to consume, consume, but consume these select artists over and over and over and over and over over again, whole different long show we could do about why that's the case, why the, the deals that those services have with the major labels and the advances and the minimum guarantees attached to those deals necessitate. That those artists get played, or else they're losing their investment because they just paid major label X hundreds of you know dozens of hundreds of millions of dollars to have that content. They better well make sure it gets played, right? Um, That's why the other artists don't don't matter, right? Let's be honest. And yes, sheer volume. Finally, independent artists are making money, some money from this, Um, but you know, an artist making forty thousand dollars on Gimme. Who has less than 100,000 followers on Spotify, I guarantee they're not making that from that streaming service. I know they're not, right? Um, And there has to be, you know, music is not just for the top 1% of artists, right? There is a huge number of what we'll call the middle class, right? Of of all these bands that need revenue streams that aren't given to them anymore. I know. And it's really hard. Yes, you can tour. Yes, you can do. But, you know, there's a whole bunch of issues with that, those today that didn't exist 20 years ago, right? Um, so, I don't know. I, I think that everything you're saying is true, and it's true by design, right? Like that is yes. how those business yep. models work. That's yeah, you know, works.
0: the 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 consumer, the fan doesn't realize that that's the whole plan and the intention. Well, and
2: and, and, and to, to your point, like when you say things like music's about social and listening to records, and like you know, to some people, you do sound very nostalgic, right? They'll say, ah, oh, no, yeah." that's not that's not the way it works and oh these kids today like nobody cares about genres and they don't care about being a member of the tribe and they don't care about this and I, I'm like I call bullshit on all of it right because yep. with this, it's, there's no difference right the fact that Fleetwood Mac is popular because of TikTok again for you know a song and it gets played next to uh you know a huge hit by Cardi B or whatever like people are like oh that shows that you know Gen Z doesn't care about genres it's like no it doesn't you know when I was in you know 12 years old you heard a Michael Jackson song into a Def Leppard track on the radio, right? Into a Dexie's Midnight Runner track into a Clash song or whatever. Like it didn't matter. The genres were still about what was popular. Popular has never been genre specific. It's top 40, right? That doesn't mean that there aren't you know people that are still interested in listening to what's going on in punk rock or jazz today or metal, right? Like they do, and it's still there and it's still a community of people. And like, we somehow believe that you know, because all we get on Spotify are my gym workout mix and my chill out dinner party mix that people don't care about genres. And I don't, I just don't believe that that's true.
0: No, I I, I completely agree. I've got a nine year old daughter and I watch her discover music, obviously in a completely different way than I did. It's all through video games and YouTube videos and stuff like that. But it's a social experience because she'll be she'll be playing a game online with her friend and there's they don't realize it, but they're singing these songs as they're playing. And I'm just like, that's the social. You don't, you may not realize it, but that's what's
2: going on. Look, my, like, I'm looking behind you, I see all this kiss, um, you know, platinum records and and awards, you know, so I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old son as well. And they played some game where, you know, I was made for loving you is in 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 the game and, right? and they're like all of a sudden they're really into this song and i'm like ah you shouldn't be listening to the dynasty you should be listening to these records over here right. right and like next thing you know they're listening to you know next up you know a little bit more you know easy to handles you know they're listening to shout it out loud right and i'm like that's crazy that they're singing this song right and then the other day they had a sleepover and they're they put on dress to kill and i'm like that's really insane that yep. Uh, for a nine-year-old boy who heard uh, the disco track, I was, you know, ostensibly the, the disco right, disc right, track, right on a video game and then ended up listening to the second record. And I'm listening to, you know, uh, ladies and waiting of them <laughs> yes. listening to the song. And I'm like, that's crazy, right? And that's discovery, yep. right? And that,
0: that's that, discovery.
2: That that journey isn't, it doesn't seem to happen from that playlist or if it happens from humans, or it happens, you know, the reason it happens is because those kids were all playing that video game together. Right. And they heard that song and they, and that, 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 that bond that they all have. One of the kids said he went to an antique store and bought a kiss poster the other day.
0: (laughs) It's crazy.
2: Right. I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is. I, I, you know, the one time I was really laughing, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to direct my daughter into any sort of music. Just discover music. That's all I care about. Whatever you want, you can discover it. She was playing uh, Roblox with her friend, and they were both singing Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. I'm just right. sitting here going, right. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, how did they discover that tune? I mean, so here- how do you,
2: you know? You would never get it another I mean maybe once they stumbled upon the 80s channel on Pandora or something, right. Um, but I'll give you another sort of even deeper slice into that. Um, I was in a I had to go to a meeting to just talk about Gimme with with Warner Music. Um, and I had our guys I was like, what's the number one quote listen to Warner Music track on Gimme? And so they pulled all you know the data of like how many people have been on the service listening to a track that was with from a Warner affiliated label or whatever. And I went to this meeting and I said, "Hey, um, what do you think the number one listened to Warner Music song is on Guinea? And everyone in the, you know was like, "Oh, I don't know, maybe some Slipknot track because Roadrunner is Warner, or maybe it's this you know Black Sabbath song." Is, and the number one listened to song was a 1973 track by Montrose, right? Um, and, and yep. the reason is because Dave Mustaine played it, Dave Ketching played it, um, a couple other DJs played it, and so a lot of people heard that song. That's about as far from frontline catalog as you possibly can get, yep. and you're never going to hear that song unless someone that you love like a Dave Mustang or a video game that you follow or something is going to expose you to that. You know? And so I think we forget like how much rich music is still out there that people would really love if they were exposed to it in ways that creates connections with them.
0: It, 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 exactly. It, it, to me, it all goes back to, you know, like you said, I might sound like, you know, the grandpa on the front porch, Oh, music's a social experience. Well, that's because when I was growing up as a kid, you know hey we didn't have video games we didn't have the internet we didn't have all this sh- stuff so music was truly one of the handful of things you could do with your friends that still exists it's just not out in the forefront like it used to be right. but yes. i think kids are still being very social about the music they they are singing listening to you know and they're just in a fortunate way maybe they're they're able to discover this music in so many different avenues than we could when we were younger. It, it you know, music is everywhere. And and I think platforms like Gimme that take the music but add more to it are going to help that discovery process along. Cause yeah. like you said, just listening to a playlist on Spotify, you might hear a song and go, oh, that's a catchy song. But there's nothing to take you anywhere else there. There's nothing else to do when you hear that, unless you consciously go, hold on, let me pause, let me add that to my playlist, let me go search for this. That's all missing in these yep. other platforms. That's right. That's right.
2: That's right. It's the storytelling uh, content.
0: Yep. So, Tyler, where can, uh, where can people find out more about Gimme, your channels, you,
2: I've, reach out to you guys? Yeah. So music at gimme radio.com is the email for music. Um, And then just go download. It's free. The metal app is the, you know, gimme metal and the, the Americana alt country country one is gimme country. Um, Go download it for free and check it out. You know, the websites are are not as full featured and don't have the multiple channels and all that. It's that's, it's all really app based, but you know, please go, go check it out and, and let
0: us know what you think. Awesome. Tyler. Thank you so much. Uh, You know, Gimme gets a thumbs up from me because it is,
2: it's very cool, people. It's very cool. Well, thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks to all your listeners for checking out Gimme.
1: You bet. Visit discmakers.com to place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use promo code FREEBIZ and get free shipping up to a one.
0: You know, as I said, thumbs up to what what Gimme Radio is doing. Um, Check out Gimme Country, check out Gimme Metal this is this is much more than just streaming music it's a great experience of listening to music and hanging out with like-minded fans um so if you're a fan check it out if you're an artist reach out to gimme um see what you can do with them get your music added see if there's other opportunities to get in there and and, and promote your music um i love that they're just They understand that music is more than just a song, and uh, that's so important, I think. We've always said on this show, it's about the experience. It's not just about the music. Um, So before we wrap up, big shout out and thanks to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town for all you do to support us, and of course to our sponsors. Thank you to Bandzoogle.com and Discmakers.com. If you've got a product, service, website, and you're looking to reach an audience of uh, musicians, industry people, check us out. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We'll be happy to chat with you about a sponsorship package. Otherwise, that's it. See everybody
1: next week. And industry professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience. Get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship this is opportunities. for Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.